Hi, this is Jundo. Welcome to Treeleaf. We're going to resume our series on the virtues of a bodhisattva. Today with skillful means. Usually there are six virtues that are said to be those of the bodhisattva way. But sometimes a, a few more get added on. And one of those is upaya, skillful means. I've posted a little description of that. But it means that we use whatever methods are available to us to teach, to aid others, to get the message across. You know, I have a six-year-old here and he asks me big questions sometimes. And I try to speak to him in a way that he'll understand. And sometimes I speak to people coming from different backgrounds. And I do phrase things differently. You meet people with a more philosophical bent. I try to put things in a a bit of a deep, more scholarly way. Other times I try to wax a bit poetic. Sometimes you see me here acting like a fool. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get the message across. That's what's important. One of the beautiful things that my friend Tygen Dan Layton wrote in the essay I posted on our blog is that skillful means may be a way to bring many, many different flavors of Buddhism together, saying that they're all just skillful means. I was reading a recent, very wonderful translation of the Lotus Sutra by Jean Reeves. And the Lotus Sutra is about this very point, that the Buddha's teachings, all of them, have been directed at different circumstances, different people. Some people like chocolate, other people like strawberry. Some people like Tibetan. Other people like Zen. It's all skillful means. As a matter of fact, I'm going to recommend, if you've ever been interested in Amida Buddhism, or the Jyoto sect, the pure uh, land sect, this is a very good book, let me get my finger out of the way, by Monshu Koshin Otani, of the Jyoto sect uh, here in... Uh, well, he's actually in Japan, as I see, but he's been active uh, uh, around the world. And he writes about Amida Buddha, who is the central figure of Pure Land Buddhism. Now, Pure Land Buddhism is rather more oriented towards a figure, not unlike a messiah, a savior, a, a, a Buddha who's there, when you need them. That's Amida Buddha. Um, Amida Buddha, you're going to see a lot of similarities here to Christianity. For example, he writes, Amida Buddha asks no questions whatsoever as to our abilities or whether our hearts are good or bad. Whatever kind of person we might be, whether we are bright or slow, young or old, good or evil, the compassion of Amida Buddha shines its light on everyone rejecting none. If our hearts become became pure, there would be no need for the Buddha to save us. Amida Buddha takes those of us who are without pure hearts and extends to us his heart of ultimate reality. <sighs> now, that's not particularly the flavor of Buddhism I teach, but the point to me is that as long as it gets across to people who need, 
the basic lessons of Buddhism, I think it's a good thing. There are certain core teachings of Buddhism on impermanence, suffering, self, or the lack thereof, emptiness. As long as these teachings are gotten across to people, I don't care if it's in a philosopher's tone, tome or a book of poetry in a movie or a fortune cookie, however it takes. Now I'm going to say, however, however, that doesn't mean that I think everything that passes as Buddhism is good. There are a lot of uh, kind of prosperity Buddhists, you know, like there are prosperity Christians who pray to Jesus to put some more money in the bank account, to get a new car in the driveway. Well, I don't think that that's skillful means, you see. And I also think, and you've heard me talk about this before, that over the centuries there's a lot that has entered Buddhism that's just kind of magic and hocus-pocus, a bunch of hokum, a bunch of superstition, magic and nonsense. Of course, one man's nonsense is another man's profound teaching, so I'm not going to go into details. But um, I think that there's been a lot that's come into Buddhism that's a bit, uh, well, fairy taleish. The heart of Buddhism, however, beats strong. Those central teachings I spoke about, they live. They live now as they lived at the time of Shakyamuni Buddha. And as long as we have that, I believe in using any means possible to get the message across. Even if i got to rent an airplane and hang it on the back of a flag and fly it around in the sky. Whatever it takes, that's skillful means. Okay? Shall we uh, sit with that?